Are y'all ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain. I can hear you. Aye, aye, Captain. Oh, welcome to another episode of A Sip of Crime. Sip <laughs> of Crime. <laughs> I was trying to think of what to say. That was, that was tough on the fly. We didn't rehearse that at all. Guys. Not at all. It was just, we, I just went wing it. Um, welcome to another episode of A Sip of Crime, guys. Um... Today's episode is going to be very interesting, but before we, you know, fully get in, got to introduce my main man, No Weezy. It ain't sleazy while drinking the breezy. While drinking the breezy? I like that. Yeah, you already know. The Michaleasy. The Michaleasy. Ultreezy? Ultreezy. Ultreezy. While Slimmy. In the Slim Kenzies. Queenie. I don't know. We drink it, baby. Superior light beer. Superior light beer. Like beersy. No, I don't know. That doesn't work. It's a work in progress. Let's just say we just wing shit as we go. It, 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 if we're just flowing, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just having fun with it. But I'm Mac, you know. I don't look like a snack no more, Noah. He also never tacky. Never tacky. More than just a snacky. Oh my goodness. That boy and got bars. He likes to do the clappy with the cheeks. I mean, <laughs> the shoe fits. Right? I'm not OJ Simpson, you know? If the shoe fits, I will not acquit. Like love. Like <laughs> love. No glove, no love, boys. Um, yeah. So, today's story, reason we're starting off on a, on a different energy, mm-hmm. but we should start off with the same energy anyways, but mm-hmm. we're starting off on a super high, higher energies because this story is a little sad. It's very sad. I think yeah. we do a lot of sad stories. Um... I researched this story and, and suggested it to you mm-hmm. as for a story to record. And honestly, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Ava, Ava Barrios mm-hmm. and Victoria Barrios. Not like, obviously different times and it's not identical, the story, but in the sense where a mother's doing everything she can to, to bring awareness, bring justice yeah. to her daughter's misfortune. And. The reason uh, I reached out to you and I told you, hey, like, let's do this. Let's do a story. Like, I feel like we don't cover enough minority crime, right? Mm-hmm. Like, things that happen against minorities, mm-hmm. right? We, we always talk about, like, things that happen to everybody else. But, like, the Mex- the Latinx population, like, I feel like it, 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 we don't, they don't get a light shone upon them because, like, People always try to fit them in a category, mm-hmm. whereas like nah, they're, they're their own people. Everybody deals with things different. Every culture deals with deals with things differently. Mm-hmm. And when we talk, we talk to Ava in regards to Victoria. You know that story was different in itself because like that brought a different light, different circumstances to to think. When when I read this story a little bit, I was like, yep, that's the one. Mm-hmm. That's the one. And then the right. fact that you connected those two, I was like, it's a mother oh. doing. What is it like? They always say like you know a woman, a mom specifically. A woman scorned. Well, a mom has the strength. Like a mom might not be strong, but if her child was underneath the car, she'll she lift up that lift damn, up car. damn car. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just like that type of, that type of urgency, that type of like adrenaline mm-hmm. for a mom, whether it's a son or daughter. Like they just have a different type of like gusto for their child, and this is definitely a certain case of that. Who are we talking about today, Mac? Today we are talking about. Miriam Rodriguez Martinez. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, there's not a whole lot of background on Miriam, but her story is pretty incredible, right? Mm-hmm. She was an extraordinary woman and mother. Let's leave with that. Um, she is from the city of San Fernando in the state of Tamaulipas in Mexico. That's mm-hmm. the state of Mexico. 
And her daughter, Karen Alejandra Salinas Rodriguez, long name, right? Mm-hmm. But she was 20 years old, and on January 23rd, 2014, so just think, you know, about nine years ago, she was abducted. She was abducted in plain sight. She was in um, driving her pickup truck at the time. And these members of the cartel by the name of Los Zetas Cartel, they approached the truck, uh, forced their way in with, you know, arms in hand, and they abducted her in plain sight. And so her family was able to track the kidnappers and even went as far as taking out a loan from a bank in Mexico to hopefully pay some sort of ransom. Because one of the members of the cartel, not someone who was involved with the actual uh, kidnapping, one of the cartel members of Los Etas was saying that, hey, I can, I know where your daughter's at. I can help her get her back for about $2,000. So they go take out a loan, personal loan of $2,000, and they were total, um, they were buffooned, right? They were, what do you call that? They were led astray. Hoodwinked? Is that they the were hoodwinked. They were hoodwinked. Um, so they were hoodwinked, bamboozled. They were led to a path that had not what they wanted at the end of mm-hmm. the road. And so, obviously, it came down to that. And I feel like, I don't want to say most families would quit, but at the end, at that, at that point of the story... It's demoralizing. Think, it, yeah, it's demoralizing. And I could see a lot of people either being, you know, okay, well, we tried our best. Hopefully, now we're, we're going to put it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Leave it in the government's hands. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Government, FBI, whatever, whatever they have yeah, yeah. over there, that's that. Um, but unfortunately... Like, from what I've heard, I don't. We none of us live in Mexico, but this is from what I've heard from you know family and everything, and just other stories. Authorities in Mexico, whether it's like the you know whether it's the local police or like state or the police, they're very scared of cartels. Oh yeah. And if the cartels have that much power in said area, they won't even mess around. And so while Miriam and her family went to the authorities, said about the kidnapping, said who it may be. Um, the authorities didn't really help. They didn't put their best foot forward. And when you when you sent sent this story to me, and I started doing research, and I told you this earlier too, it reminded me of a story that I I watched on Netflix. Right, um, the story is called "The Three Deaths of Maricela Escobedo." Escobedo. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm probably butchering the last name. Escobedo. I don't Escobedo. think it's the, if it's just the E or the I. Uh, E-S-C-O-B-E-D-O. Yeah, Escobedo. Escobedo. So that story is this almost similar, right? It takes place in Chihuahua, Mexico, where the daughter gets pregnant by a cartel member Oof. and gets kidnapped by the cartel group because he wasn't supposed to impregnate a, a young lady. Right. Because he was supposed to be a rookie, like whatever, training, blah, blah, blah. And the mom did everything in her power. And it's almost eerie similar similarities to where like it's the same concept right the mom did everything she could to get her daughter back yeah. and when you said that you know, I was like if you guys have time check that story it's in Spanish read the subtitles you could read the subtitles I promise I, I watch if I watch it you could watch it mm-hmm. so after some time they the authorities did not arrest anybody of the cartel members but they did find remains of Karen's body in an abandoned ranch and to Miriam and the rest of her family's disappointment, it was obviously a shock. But instead of, like I said, maybe doing the minimum or just not doing a whole lot after that, Miriam basically dedicated her life to bringing justice to her... Activism. 
and, and activism. And she did a lot, right? We're going to get into a lot of the things that she did. But Miriam committed her life, the rest of her life, to her daughter and bringing justice to her in her own way of justice, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not, not that they're saying a wrong or right way to do justice, but this story is pretty badass. I feel like, you know what I mean? This for just like a, I don't want to say she's just a regular woman, but like, you know, she didn't have any like crazy like background before. Right, activism. Yeah. None of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So Miriam all of a sudden became a little secret agent. Not only did she cut her hair and dye it a different color, she got fake IDs. She had these many different disguises. She even worked as an election poll worker to call on some, or to find out more information about these cartel members, find out addresses. She also worked as a health worker. She had like a I, she didn't work as a health worker before, but she had like a uniform that looked very similar to one. And so she posed as a health worker to get more information on these people. Because she kind of had an idea of who and what cartel members were, or who were involved or in kidnapping, and she was on an all-out mission to seek and destroy all ten of them. It's crazy though. You ever watched the movie Master of the Skies? No. There's this guy, like basically, like this. His all oh, he is, he's a master of the sky. Like he he could wear anything, fit in anywhere. This right here. Mother of Disguise. Mother mm, of Disguise. I like that, right? That's the thing, right? They, I mean, I think it would be cool. We'll get into it a little bit later. Um, but there is like a little plaque in her hometown for her in the Central Plaza, like, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of honors her and says some of the things that she did. But I think it would be cool. I was already thinking about it. Instead of like a statue, because a statue is just one image, right? Mm-hmm. It should be like one of those things where like, I forgot what they're called. But, like, when you, like, look at it from a different angle, it's, like, something different, right? You look at it head on, and it's, like, let's say it's dead. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's almost like looking... I, I don't know if you ever watched the movie Glass Onion. No, I haven't watched so it yet. So, I'll, I'll watch the movie Glass Onion. I'm, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but there's a small snippet in there where the Mona Lisa is portrayed in there, right? Mm-hmm. But they said, depending on who's looking at it and what angle you're looking at it, you could see different um, expressions. Mm-hmm. So I see where you're going with it, right? Like yeah. you want us to be able to see her smiling, her laughing, stuff like that, right? Yeah, and she get her in different disguises. Different but, disguises. That'd be dope. Yeah. That'd be dope. So Miriam went on this mission to go ahead and capture and do what she felt like was justice for her daughter being kidnapped by these cartel members. Um, to even the point, right, I'll get to the final number at the end, but there was one capture in particular that the New York Times investigated on and has good collection of. She caught one of the cartel members that was involved in the kidnapping selling roses on the street. This made me think twice because especially here in Orange County, especially in the cities of Garden Grove, Santa Ana, uh, Anaheim, maybe even Fullerton, Costa Mesa, certain areas, you see those people selling selling roses on Beach Boulevard. Exactly. You know what I mean? Off the freeways, whatever. Um, She caught one of them selling flowers on the street corner and she not only tackled this person, she took that person's gun and put it to his neck and basically threatened to kill him if he moved. She a gangster. She a gangster, motherfucker. Yeah, fuck that. Hey, um, can you adopt me? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know. Unfortunately, unfortunately. We'll get into that We'll later. get into that. But, like, like that's, that's the mom, like, a that's lot of people. mom of the year. Right, a lot mom of people of the wish century. they had, right? Like, a lot of parents, like, I'm not saying my, my mom wouldn't go to war for me. I'm not saying, you know, we're not saying our parents wouldn't go to war for us. But, like, if you hear that, like, a parent who's willing to tackle somebody and take their gun out of their, off their hip, yeah. put it to your neck, just to say, hey, run me that shit, tell me what my, you know. Yeah. Like, bro. 
I wish she killed him. She didn't kill him. She didn't have that much. Um, but she seems bad kind, blood. She's kind-hearted. Right. Yeah, you're right. She's a little kind-hearted. But she did turn these people in, right? And she went on to catch nine more people. Ten people total of this cartel members. And all ten were involved in the kidnapping of her daughter, Karen. Ten motherfuckers. I, I, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. I, if I had a kid right now and they got kidnapped, I don't. I wouldn't even know where to start. Oh, I would, even, sure I would try my best, but I don't think I could get one. Are we yeah. sure that this movie, the movie Taken, was based off of this then? Because if you really look at Taken, that's really what it is, right? You know, but this happened in 2014 and yeah. on. Taken was like 2009. Yeah, bro. I'm just like yeah. being being like <laughs> one of those people being looking on being on the outside looking in, right? Yeah, like this I, this lady it literally embodied what this movie. Was about exactly. You know what I'm saying? Not, I'm not saying she seen the movie or she didn't, but she embodied it, like to where to the point where she. I wonder if she did action. see the movie. That'd be interesting. Like a that little, would be interesting. You know what? I watched Taken for inspiration, and, and then uh, I was like, I was like ready to go. <laughs> I I have a special set of skills. <laughs> I could dress up as anything. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, she used these different set of skills, used disguises, fake IDs, changed her hair multiple times. And she was able to catch all 10 people, turn them in. Uh, like I said, she had that one instance where she tackled the cartel member that was selling roses on the street. And not only she did she do that, Mac, I mean, this was a woman of the community. This was a big woman of the community because this is not... Uh, uh, unfortunately, her instance with her daughter is not a solo incident. Mm-hmm. This happens a lot in Mexico. Right. And so she set up kind of like a informal group. It's not like a foundation or a charity or anything. But it was just a group of... 600 people or so that all essentially were maybe not going to the extent of Miriam, but they were all helping each other trying to find missing people. So think mm-hmm. about it. That's like 600 families that were missing someone in you know Mexico. And it could just be in the States, but it could also be in other states as well. But it was about 600 people that she helped start because of what she was doing. Other people were inspired by that. And like I said, not everyone was going to that length mm-hmm. because not everyone's a badass like Miriam. But they were all doing what they could to try and find their lost family members. And it's crazy. Like, I'm thinking about it now as you're saying all of this. Like, I like how you brought in Ava, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what what she's doing. She's a badass the same way. She is. Bro, pull out this first man that you just gave (laughs) Depending on the area you live in in Southern California, Mm -hmm. you know, you have certain gangs, certain groups that, that live in those areas and for for her to be able to go above and beyond and go against those groups and not even worried about her own life like yes she has another kid she has a grandchild but yet she doesn't even think about that she's willing to go and find justice that's what um, she did right you know she was Miriam was like nah man like I want justice for my daughter and I also other people who are suffering with the same things that I've dealt with, we could help each other heal. We could help other people not go through those same things. And that's, right. that, that's dope, bro. I think it's super dope. And I think that's one thing, I, if I remember correctly, when we interviewed Ava for the podcast, you know, she was saying that she wanted to help connect other people who maybe didn't have word for word the exact same story that her and her daughter had experienced. Mm-hmm. But something like that, right? Where right. A, a family member either you know died or went missing. And she was down to help people like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was even a big uh, 
I'm a advocate mm -hmm. of the National Day of Remembrance, which is September 25th. So this is similar to what Miriam was doing in her home state of Tamaulipas in Mexico. And um, she was basically a hero in her hometown. I don't know if you ever seen the movie Coco, but you know how they kind of have like that central plaza mm -hmm. where the mariachi people are playing? Yeah. Most little towns and areas of Mexico are like that. Even the bigger cities still have one. It's just grown a lot around it. But um, there's a little bronze plaque mm -hmm. you know, and sketched into the plaza wall that is honoring of Miriam Rodriguez and or R Miriam Rodriguez Martinez. And I think that's super cool. I think... When I wrote that down, I was thinking like, man, they should do, again, that. Because I used to have a bookmark, and I forgot what it was. It might have been Finding Nemo. But, like, it was, you know, you look at it head on, it's Nemo, but then you, like, tilt it at the a little angle. Yeah, hiero hologram-ish. Yeah, whatever. Because then you flip it, because then... Y'all know what we mean. Then you can see, like, Squirt and the other turtle. Then you flip it the other way, and you see uh, Marlin and Nemo mm -hmm. or uh, Dory. So it was just cool. Like, you could see all those things, and I feel like that would be a cool, because a statue is just, you know, one thing that can't change. You can't, yeah. If you can get, like, a visual thing where, like, hey, head on, this is her in one outfit mm -hmm. as the uh, election poll worker. But then you walk to the right a couple steps, and then, boom, there's her with the different colored hair, and now she's a health worker. And then this is one, and then you walk to the left, this is her with long hair dressed as something else. And I think that would be really cool if they did something like that for her because, holy shit, man. Unfortunately, I will say this story doesn't have a happy ending. It does not. It doesn't happen to have a happy ending. May 10th, 2017, and this happens to be on Mexican Mother's Day. So, motherfuckers. Motherfuckers, we're, we're out to, to get her. Um, basically, a couple of days before, a couple of the people that she locked up from the cartel escaped prison. They escaped prison. Yeah, I know, right? What a coincidence. They escaped prison, and... Yeah, it's the cartel. We already know they didn't escape. They let them out. True. They were too scared. They, were, mm. they probably made some threats, and they were like, fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, Miriam heard about this, and so she did ask for armed guards to kind of, like, watch over her, but for whatever reason, it wasn't approved. And so, again, a couple days later, on May 10, 2017... She was shot 12 times by gunmen outside of her house. And that's after... Or that's... Sorry. That's how the story, unfortunately, ends of Miriam Rodriguez Martinez. 12 times, first off, that's it, that's overkill. Yeah. Second, like... It, it, again, to not be afraid to put yourself in, in, in certain predicament... In a predicament to where, like, you know, like, they're going to come after you. Cause we're not we're talking about the Mexican cartel. We're not talking about like a five five person group. We're talking about like thousands. Yeah, thousands upon thousands. So you know somebody's about to come out for revenge. But it's funny enough though, and I say funny not in the sense of ha ha, but funny like it's weird, right? Like nobody else from that cart from that group came after her. It was the, the, the two that escaped that went out to kill her. Right. That goes to show, like, the power she had on top, on, on them. Yeah. Because the other group, the rest of the group didn't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. They were just like, eh, whatever. She's not worth our time. Whereas those, they were like, nah, she put us in there. We got, we got to go get this one. Yeah. And it's sad. It's, it's sad, man. Like, because she, she would have been, I mean, we, she knew what she was getting into. You know, she put herself out there. 
to raise awareness. Raising awareness is never easy. It isn't. And I think even what she even what she did was like so above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? The to have that kind of determination, strength, willpower, all that kind of shit, man. It's just I think it speaks volume on her as a personality. And obviously like I like I said in the beginning, you know, there's that saying where like a woman may not be strong enough to lift a ten pound dumbbell, but her child's under a car, like she's gonna be lifting a car and shit. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just one of those exceptional stories that you hear about a mother doing something super exceptional for her child after you hear something tragic happen to her child. And, um, you know, of course, unfortunately, she was able to bring her back, but she did all she can to, you know, lock up the 10 people that were involved. Yeah, and, and it's crazy. I'm going to say this. And to those of you who are, you know, young enough or old enough, however, however old you are, man, like you're never too old to really listen to your parents. Mm-hmm. Just, just remember, man. Like, if your mom tells you something, like it's because they know better. Mm-hmm. Not saying like they know a hundred percent better, but they know something we don't. Right. And so, you don't want to put your parents to that situation. But if you do, just know they'll they'll go to war for you. Because how many kids go missing and we still I see a lot of parents on TV looking for them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So just like be aware of who you're around because gangs exist. Cartels exist. Mafias exist. Mafias exist. All Bad people exist. Every motherfucker exists. So you just got to be aware of who you're putting yourself around. You know? Like, I I know for a 100% fact, and, and, you know, not to throw a specific city in, uh, on the map real quick, but in the city of Santa Ana, like, you got the Santa Ana gang. Mm-hmm. You can't fuck with them. You go into to certain areas in Santa Ana, they'll walk up to you like, who do you rep and what you're doing here? Yeah. Just like if you go to L.A., what are you? Blood, Crip, mm-hmm. or Latin Kings, whatever. Like, L.A. You go anywhere else, you have different sets of gang. In Florida, people don't know this. We have Zopound. Mm-hmm. People don't know about Zopound. You go to Florida and you're black, you pull up, you don't care if you're Blood or Crip, are you part of Zopound? Mm-hmm. Zopound is what Haitians are considered, right? Mm-hmm. And you go to Cuban gangs, you got Puerto Rican gangs, you got all these different nationalities that have different sets. Mm-hmm. It all depends on where you're going. So you got to just be aware of where you're at. I'm going to tell you a funny story. It's funny. I say funny because it's really funny to me. I thought it was funny. Me and you, you know, Brian. We went to, we're in San Francisco. Mm. And, what's no, we're in Seattle. Sorry, Seattle. Oh, yeah. We're in Seattle. And, Nope, I lied. Wait, do I lie? Do I lie? You misspoke. It was San Francisco. Okay. We're in San Francisco. We took a we took a Uber to go to go get brunch, right? Because we found out we found this one spot that had uh, bottomless mimosas. Dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. We're like, all right, bet, let's go. We're 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 in the Uber. The Uber waits till we get. Like two minutes away, he's like, "Oh, y'all wearing red? Y'all in the wrong neighborhood?" Mm-hmm. You know the what's the El Salvador um, MS thirteen? MS thirteen. That's Ooh. their neck of the woods, really? and they're blue. Or like, what they said, you. To, he pointed at me. He was like, "You. You. They won't say shit to you. You're black. They won't say shit to you. They won't think you belong to a gang." Right. But Brian's Mexican. And so, he has tattoos, right? Yeah. So they would think like he belonged to somebody. Some somebody. I was like. You wait till you get there to tell us that shit, bro. Like, but, switch shirts real quick. Yeah, <laughs> but we both were wearing red. Uh, so, like, 
We went Caroline, fun. touch your shirt, baby. She wasn't with us. Ah. It was just us two. Okay. Yeah. So when we got there, though, the place was, it was fine. We ended up staying outside, like nothing happened. But yeah. imagine though, pulling, waiting till you pull up in the neighborhood for somebody to give you a warning. What, what what's what's happening in your head? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you react to that? You can't call another Uber right away because you can't get one right away. You have to wait. So it's just like thinking about that, like being in certain situations, just know where you're going, how you, what's around that area. Like, just do your research yeah. on certain areas because you never know. I know you specifically, you like to travel a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could end up in an area, I mean, a lot of places you go. I know you like to do the hikes and shit. So that's you. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you safe. You, you ain't got no, you got to worry about, you just got to worry about animals. Yeah. That's, yeah. It. <laughs> that's it. What animals is in the area? You got yeah. the, the hoo <laughs> yeah, That's it. Or the bears. That's about it. Mm-hmm. But other people, like they go travel, they travel just to experience certain, ex- get certain experiences. Yeah. And you get stuck in the wrong area and that's it. You know? And Miriam, you know, she she put her she put herself out there trying to bring awareness not just for her daughter but for everybody else who lost a kid, mm-hmm. and she just happened to be in the wrong area where nobody was giving her the support that she needed, and twelve times, twelve times. That's why we always say fuck twelve. <laughs> fuck twelve. You know what I was uh, eleven, and my birthday was coming up. I turned thirteen. Mm-hmm. Cause it's always fuck twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dark real one now. <laughs> but yeah, this story was sad. It was sad. It was sad, but I think it's also inspirational. It's a little heroic. It's right. a little bit. Um, it, it got something out of me. It was like inspirational as fuck, man. And I think you know, shit. We haven't, I, for as far as I know, I haven't heard a movie about on this story. But I, I would say, give it eight years. Mm-hmm. Give it eight years and we'll see a movie on one of the streaming platforms or in the theaters about this because I feel like this is a a because it's still new. She died in twenty seventeen, so I feel like you know maybe people have ideas, but they're maybe still writing a story. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean they're still writing the maybe script. Maybe we could write it. We could, uh, yeah, you're right. We could. I'm not saying we couldn't, but I think that would be a cool movie and a cool picture, right? And I'll, if it's I'll, done right, if it's done if right, if it's done right, yeah, if it's done right. Obviously, you don't want any janky shit, but. Um, yeah it's funny you say that the reason reason I say it's funny because I was uh, the other day I was listening to the podcast I told you about Um, I I started listening to this podcast guys it's called My Favorite Murder Mm -hmm. and for some odd reason it reminds me of this me and this fool (laughs) because like it's two girls two women I should say I'm sorry two women talking about murder but they they joke around like we do yeah right and I think it's like are they as cute as us I don't know. I've never seen their pictures, mm-hmm. but they're supposedly stand-up comedians. We're not stand-up comedians. Oh shit! Yeah. So you know, we're, we're, we got to leg up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just naturally funny. <laughs> but it, you know, so uh, as listening to them, and I was like, I could imagine like Ava and Victoria's story being like put out there for people to to see and understand and be able. I don't want to say like make money off of but be able to raise awareness mm-hmm. like make a movie out of that like even if they, they, they never caught it like create like somebody a character for the detective detective McLeod who's still out there trying to solve the case um, Ava who's still out there like raising awareness no matter where it goes no matter where it is like just say something never being quiet when the public the society's telling her to stop talking mm-hmm. you know and 
like just bringing awareness to all that like creating a movie or something a documentary to elevate her story because mm-hmm. she has a lot of interviews that she's done yeah if you put all those together I promise you you put that on the right platform I bet you she'll get justice and and I was thinking about it, I'm like who do you reach out to? How do you reach out to somebody to get that voice to be heard? Yes, we have those. She has those big billboards. She has all those. But we need the right thing that could trigger that big change that she needs. That one thing. Because mm-hmm. every everybody I've asked, have you seen that billboard? Yes, I've seen yeah. those billboards. I've seen Everywhere. Those, yeah. But what are you doing about it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So to give, to create a document, because we have documentaries about like everything. This right here is one that's unsolved. Contact Unsolved Mysteries. Somebody. Let's get something done. So for those of you who are listening, who work in Hollywood or whatever the case may be, man, like if y'all got to connect, send them my way, you know, on our Instagram. Let's make something happen for her. For real? Let's, Let's get some justice. We don't want her, knock on wood, to be in another Miriam. Right. We want her story to be heard and also get a conclusion. Mm. We want to get a proper conclusion, not not the one Miriam got. We want to get a conclusion to where like every like it was solved and justice was done, and she's able to move on, be with her grandchild and with her do- with her other daughter, and just be the happy person that I know she is. Mm-hmm. You know. Well said. Thank you. It it it. it it's a lot of thought. A lot of thought went through that. But with that being said, man, like that's the story of Miriam Rodriguez Martinez. Mm-hmm. It's a long name. It's a, it's a beautiful name. It's a beautiful name. Beautiful person. M M R M. M R M. M R M. Make sure you guys like, follow, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening on. Make sure you follow the. Instagram page at a sip of crime that's at a sip of crime and Mac what are you going to remind the people that you always do at the end of every episode man you know wash your fucking asses man yes <laughs> I'm going to say it aggressively now we're in 2023 if you're old enough to, to walk and you can't wash your ass I don't know what to fucking tell you because man people, apparently people eat the groceries nowadays so if your booty stay <laughs> like <laughs> we're going there we're going there, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna I'm I'm go all the way there. Mm. Can you imagine? You know, pause. You're going, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're going doggy style on somebody and you get smell the asshole. Mm. That's disgusting. That is disturbing. That is disturbing. Thanks. You know, so please, everybody, wash your ass, wash your ankles, wash your knees, wash your chicken, wash your rice. Yes. Veggies, you know, fruits. Veggies, fruits. All to, of it. All of it. Wash everything. All like, of it, baby. Shit, you can't go wrong. If you just wash it, throw some water on it. Let's like, be a cleaner world. Yeah. Be, let's be clean. Let's be clean. Especially with the price of eggs being wash high. Let's clean everything else. The cars is, is different. <laughs> Depending on what state you live in. Depending on what state. True, you're right. Because yeah. you get a lot of rain and you go wash it. It's a waste of a wash. Yeah. But maybe, it, maybe wash the inside. Give wash the clean the inside. Yeah, vacuum. Yeah. Do, do all that. Yeah. But, Washing the outside, that's not mandatory because it right. depends on where you stay. But, you know, always show your car love, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, with that being said, man, like, we appreciate y'all for tapping in. And just know, man, justice is coming. And when it comes, it'll come 
in the nick of time. The nick of time. Peace. Peace.